Welcome to the DLTV podcast. I'm Marcus Smolke, and our guest today is Danny Summerell, winner of this year's DLTV Outstanding Educator Award. Congratulations, Danny, on being a well-deserved recipient of the DLTV's Outstanding Educator Award. Did you get a whisper that you might be receiving the award? I knew I was nominated. I was pretty confident that I might get it, but no whispers. <laughs> it's always a good day, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's a good day when you get yeah, that. Was, Were your yeah. family there at all for the experience or fellow teachers? No, or? no, I was there on my own, actually. Oh. Yeah, no one else could get the time off, but that's okay. I wasn't upset about that. So Now, you're at Hazel Glen College. Can you tell us something about the college? Where is it situated? How many students? So, Hazel Glen College is a K-12 school in the far northern suburbs of Melbourne in a suburb called Doreen. I think at the moment we've got close to 3,000 students. Oh, it's a big school. Um, and and as, yeah, as far as I know, we're the largest public school in the state. We're, we're actually only hit year 12 next year. So it's our final year of growth. And hopefully we'll sort of plateau a little bit. We'll see. So, yeah, but I primarily teach in the junior school, which is our prep to year fours teaching STEAM, and I think there's about 1,200 of those. Okay, and in that role as the instructional leader of STEAM in the junior school, what's your role involved? So my role is primarily uh, curriculum design for our STEAM program for the junior school, but I also look after innovations as well. So that's a lot of staff development and coaching and running community events based around the technology that we're using at the college, things of that nature, organising STEAM week. Yeah, so it's a lot of that, and it's... um, it's a full-on job, but it's one that I love. Now, mate, tell us about Steam Week. You can't let that one go. What's that all about? <laughs> so every every week we have a Steam Week, and we have one big night where we welcome the community in, and we do a lot of Steam activities. We have a sustainable art show. We show off all the different things that kids are learning in the college, like right through from prep through to Year 12, or sorry, Year 11 at the moment. Um, have a big market night and big food stalls. So it's a really, really big event, actually. So... We get quite a lot of people here and they love to see what we're doing and the kids love to show off what they've been learning and, yeah, it's a really, really good night. But the week is primarily focused, doing a lot of STEAM activities with the kids. So at this stage we're in the planning planning phase for this year's event, which is oh. in week five of next term. So, What are you thinking about yeah, doing so in that week? What sort of the ideas at the moment? Really at the drawing board at the moment, so... It'll be a lot of bringing our robots out. We're hoping we can get some of our grade three students out to share some of the games and computer programs they've been designing using Hopscotch. Might set up a bit of a makerspace for parents to have a go. So we'll, we'll see. It'll be those sorts of activities anyway. Very nice. Teachers are interested to know the career journey that you've taken to get to where you are now. So how long have you been teaching yeah. for? Uh, this is only my fifth year of teaching. So I had a career prior to teaching. I was working in banking and I was doing that for close to 12 years and oh my God. by the end of it, yeah, it was a pretty stressful job and I just didn't like it anymore and I always wanted to be a teacher so I just, I literally one day just said, right, I'm going to quit it all and I did and I went to uni full time for four years and just did some casual jobs which I loved doing and yeah, it's been a pretty amazing journey and that was all up in New South Wales. So I actually started my teaching career here in Melbourne once I finished my studies. So yeah, it's been pretty amazing. Nice work. Now look, you mentioned they got the steam night coming up and obviously your kids are working on some cool things. Can you give us a feel for the sort of things that your kids work on, say this year, perhaps yeah. even last year that uh, you, know, you yeah. want to share with us? 
Yeah, so probably talk about some of the standout projects. Um, yeah, go for it. Or even, I mean, even well, I guess one of the big ones for us was when we looked at our year three students last year, we got them looking at Kane's Arcade. Ah. and a lot of the design and technology stuff and building arcade machines, but we incorporated a lot of coding with that. So we had our kids creating games using code with the app Hopscotch, and they had to consider the iPad as part of the design for their arcade machines. So it was a bit bit of everything in that. So that was a really great project that we had going there. Our year fours this year, we we used micro bits for the first time, which was both good and challenging, but mostly good. Uh, so our kids were making things like reaction timers, pedometers, electric guitars, micro pets, little games and things like that that they could play and share with each other. So that was a really good one. And a lot of the coding stuff that we've been doing this year, so our year ones and our year twos have been using Scratch Junior and using that to retail stories, as well as our year threes have been doing what we call code cons. So we'll get them, we had them creating we didn't want them to create games if they didn't want to make games, but we talked to them about, well, what can we use code for? So we had a lot of kids creating, you know, simple computer games, quizzes. Um, we had some mindfulness programs, things like that, to, that kids were interested in programming. So we really like to sort of hone into student choice with what we're doing. So where does the coding start? Does it start in prep or is it uh, is there a certain sort of year level that you think the kids are ready for coding or is it uh, something they yeah. are introduced as soon as they walk in the door? Yeah, we, we start them early. So we introduce them to algorithms using Bluebot and Bbot robots in prep. But actually, in fact, before that, we do a bit of unplug stuff. So a lot of games, a lot of instruction-based activities before they actually get to use the robots so that they understand the vocabulary first. So it moves on from there. So it's not all year, every year. But it's definitely that progression. We sort of go the B-bots, we look at Scratch Junior, we move up to like Dash and Dot robots, to Hopscotch, to the micro bits. We're about to start using a product called Sam Labs, which is... Similar drag-and-drop style visual coding, but it's quite different. I, I don't know the official name for it. I call it string code because you're linking everything with what looks like string. So that'll be a new learning journey for us as well. We'll get to learn that alongside the kids. Jeez, I tell you, Danny, the kids must be having a really good time at your school doing that. That's a really yeah, wide, diverse, really interesting range of things. That's fantastic. As a teacher, you're always thinking about the future. So what sort of what mm. sort of plans do you have for the kids? Where do you sort of want them to travel to in terms of their uh, technology angle? I mean, there's things that I want to try. I mean, I really want to get into using Minecraft education. I want to explore a lot of the media arts side of things a bit more. I've only sort of dabbled with that a bit this year um so next year when we develop our curriculum we'll we'll be looking at sort of deepening kids understandings around how they can use technology to create art which that will be really good but i also want to teach some of the older students as well so looking at arduinos and looking at more project-based or problem-based activities that, that we can incorporate technology with as well so Still all early days for that, so we'll see how it goes, but that's what that's what I'm hoping for at least anyway, and just to refine the programs we've had going at the moment as well. Mate, your kids will be living the dream, I would say. That's exciting stuff. <laughs> Look, yeah, I, I yeah. guess you also, I mean, we're, we're sort of living in a world where there's a whole lot of changes happening, but uh, in terms of main challenges you think we're facing in STEM education, did you want to share your thoughts on that? When I was thinking about this, I think the biggest thing is that just the acronym of STEM, 
like I still think that it shouldn't be standalone. It should just be embedded in everything that they do because you can find STEM learning in everything. Um, it doesn't need to be a standalone subject. So you can have your kids learning about the weather and learning about maths and learning about literacy all at the same time as constructing and and maybe using technology and I don't know. There's there's so much that I don't know. I think getting people on board to try STEM in their classroom and incorporate it is one of the biggest challenges. Just getting teachers not to be scared of it there you go. and that it is just learning. That's a good it's way. not STEM, it's just learning. There you go. That's a good way to put it, actually. Now, look, you followed me on Twitter and I followed you, but I tell you what, you are very involved with Twitter. I tell you, you're up and, you're up and about on Twitter. You're always um, very active. So I folks, like Twitter. You, I, clearly you do. I can tell that. Now, our listeners out there, we're always looking for, I mean, I, I don't about you, but always looking for the right people to follow because you always want to get the you know the, the best options. Can you give our mm. listeners a bit of a heads yeah. up on um, some of the best people, all organisations you think are good to follow, just because it's almost like PD online, isn't it, really? Yeah, absolutely. And I probably wouldn't be where I am right now if it wasn't for what I've been doing on Twitter. So I'm pretty grateful to my PLN and I really see the power in it and I'm always talking about that to my peers and trying to get them involved and getting them to see the benefits for themselves and that you can take control of your learning through other people. It doesn't have to be at your school. But I actually wrote a blog post about getting started on Twitter and people and hashtags to follow and and that's on ponderingdan.com. But I think lots of really, really good educators that I love, but I guess some that I've had a lot to do with and I've learnt a great deal from would be Rachel Lear. She's um, a Perth-based teacher. She founded uh, the Primary STEM Chat, which is on every Thursday night. So I had a lot to do with that last year and a little bit this year. And, you know, I've connected with a lot of educators there. Uh, Stephen Payne, who is at Standout Ed. Uh, Mr. Kemp NZ, he's a Kiwi, Singapore-based Kiwi teacher. Uh, He talks a lot about the benefits of PLNs as well. Some local teachers like Maz Ellery, I think hers is at Love to Teach and Travel. I'm trying to think of all the other good ones that I can think of. Rob Kelly Tweets is another Melbourne-based teacher. There's there's heaps of them. I've got this really good list there, but I, I like following the hashtags probably more now as well because I can sort of hone in on interests. So I'm really into the Apple Edu chat. What's your address? Yeah. Twitter address? Uh, it's at Pondering Dan. At Pondering Dan, folks, get on there. Yeah. You're on for a wild yeah. ride because he he's up and about the whole. He's, he's, you learn you learn a lot of things just the things you come yeah. across. That uh, yeah, and Twitter's an amazing resource for teachers. I reckon you should get on, folks, if you're yeah. not on already. Do you have a favourite resource, a Digitech or a STEM resource that you sort of it's a bit of a go-to thing for you, and you always know it's a winner? I just love using the iPad. Uh, um, there's. There's so many creative tools that just come for free with the iPad, Uh, some that I'm not an expert at, but some that I know are really powerful if we give our kids a chance to use them, you know, using Keynote or GarageBand uh, or the app Clips or iMovie, you know, they're such great tools for kids to share what they know. And I love anything creative-based. So that's probably my go-to. And then if I think of apps, you know, I love Scratch Junior. You can do so much with that, and kids love it. So Now, I want you to like imagine this. You've got the crystal ball in front of you. I'm putting it in front of you, and I want you to sort of gaze into the future and paint a picture for our listeners of what STEM looks like in schools in 50 years. Can you give us yeah. a bit of a picture? If I go back to what the challenges were and getting rid of the acronym altogether and just letting kids solve real-world problems, um, and then the STEM just happens, and that's my dream is that 
all education is based around the kids and what they want to learn and what problems they want to solve. And, you know, using, you know, problem-based or inquiry learning or design thinking, you know, anything that gets them involved and, and seeing the bigger picture. Nice work. Now, if some of our listeners want to get in contact with you, what's the best way they can reach you? Is it via Twitter? Uh, yeah, Twitter's a good one. Or they can just email me at dan at ponderingdan.com. Um, so happy to chat to people. Um, I love teach, talking with other teachers and learning from them and having them learn from me. And I love sharing ideas and sharing what's happening in my classroom and learning what's happening in other classrooms and you know, ultimately, I want to get better at what I do, and, and that's how I do it. So, good on you, Dan. You're an inspiration. Yeah. Uh, can you? Thank and you. congratulations on your award. That was an amazing achievement. Yeah, well thanks. deserved. Thank you very much for joining us today on the DLTV podcast, mate. Well done. No worries. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks, Danny. Thanks for listening to the DLTV podcast. You can find all our podcasts on our website, dltv.vic.edu.au, and on SoundCloud. Have a great day.